Hey everyone, we have received exceptional support for the Diaries Plus. It means so much to us. It's been a tough year for us. We're down on sponsors, but you keep lifting us up and making this show possible. And because of that, we get to keep making more cool shows for you. So today we're releasing a new series on Diaries Plus called Good, Good, Bad. Trips, adventures, and fiascos that define our lives. On New Year's Eve 2023, Mason Gravelly slid a stand-up paddleboard into the tannin-stained waters of Lake Okeechobee and embarked on an adventure he's been dreaming of for years, an unsupported crossing of one of our country's biggest lakes. Between the weather, toxic algae, and alligators, he was told it was preposterous. But Mason's journey was a culmination of years of Florida adventures and a passion for conservation. Here's a little taste of the first good, good, bad episode, Alligator Lake. Wherever you are is an adventurous place to people that aren't from there. And so it's like, I'll be honest, right now at this point in my life, I would never leave within an hour or two of my home if I could. And I'd probably, that's probably going to change at some point. But right now, that's like my reality. And I did not see that coming. Like, I I would have laughed at you if you you said that's the way you're going to think in five years. And so... It, it, all of us have to go through it. Like, oh, adventure is elsewhere or life and fulfillment and what we're looking for is elsewhere. And I think part of maturing and just part of just living this life is one, going through that. And two, <laughs> realizing everything you need is right here. You know, how many times have people told us that, but it, it takes learning it yourself, you know? Subscribe to Plus Now for the full story and access to all new episodes. As always, Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. Okay. How does this thing work? It's been a couple weeks since I've turned this on. But Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a whole, it's a whole new year now. <laughs> it is. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And that means it's time for the year of big ideas, right? Yes. The motivational, hopeful episode that kicks off every January. I love it. Yeah. It's great. And today we have, um, you've got a story for us from a person named John Eric about the power of saying yes. And what I really like about this is it's a story about how, you know, in the coming year, your your life could change for the better mm-hmm. by saying yes to something that is outside of the box, that is new, um, that's scary, that's maybe even sounds bizarre. Totally. And I love this story and the timing of it because I feel like for the last couple of years, all of us have imagined vividly how our lives could change for the worse on a dime. And I think it's important to remember that there are also so many positive pivot points that you can't even imagine right now that might totally shift your life in a positive direction. Yeah. But you got to do that by getting off your ass and saying yes. Also, you're going to find out that I suck at racing. I'm Fitzka Hall. <laughs> I'm Cordelia Zars. You're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
when I was about 17 years old, my parents were going through a rough patch and in their relationship. And once they, they were kind of looking for reconciliation, they, they thought it was best to move to the States away from everything that they knew, all the neighbors, all the fam, you know, all of that, and just start fresh in a, in a place where they could have new opportunities. This is John Eric Anez. He grew up in Puerto Rico. When his parents moved to Florida in 2003, he stayed on the island until the following summer to finish up his first year of college. I came over after my first year of college. My mom decided that it was best for me to move because as a typical 18-year-old, well, you know, I was not really paying attention to school. I was going out. I was hanging out over there. The drinking age is 18. So, you know, I was a grown man just drinking and not paying attention to my school. And so she thought it was a better for, for me to be in Florida. So she, she came in one day, she gave me a ticket, and then she left. And she said, you better be on that airplane <laughs> that, that Thursday. So with tears in my eyes, I left the island that I loved the most. When John Eric arrived in his new Florida home, he had a lot to figure out. A new language, a different culture, a fresh group of friends. Instead of continuing college in America, he decided to go right into the workforce and picked up some hours with clothing retailer stores. It was not an easy transition for me to move from uh, Puerto Rico to here. I was lost. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. The typical Florida lifestyle is it's not it's not a very healthy lifestyle. You know, it's uh, people are not very outdoorsy. People are not they like to go out a lot and uh, you kind of get dragged into this like never ending cycle of just doing nothing. Right. And as much as money as I made, I kind of spend it like hanging out and just not really investing in myself. After a few years of working, John Eric decided to go back to school. I didn't finish it because I conceived a child when I was uh, 22 years old. So now my focus geared into him and, you know, maintaining him and trying to make things work out with that relationship. And so there was a lot of things in my life that I felt like I had started, but I didn't complete. Meanwhile, John Eric's older brother, John Bloss, started working for the National Park Service. Throughout the years that John Eric struggled to find his path in Florida, John Bloss moved around the states to different national parks and kicked off a love affair with rock climbing. In the winter of 2013, John Eric and his brother flew home to Puerto Rico for Christmas. John Bloss roped John Eric into climbing with him on a local peak near their hometown. It was very eye-opening for me because I realized how I thought I was very strong, you know, but I realized that I, this is a different type of strength, you know, that you require. That always motivates me to like, kind of like learn more. John Eric and his brother continued to climb in Puerto Rico over the next several years, each time they flew home for Christmas. But when they weren't together in Puerto Rico, John Bloss and John Eric lived very different lives. John Bloss took a job with the Park Service in Yosemite and climbed every day. John Eric returned to Florida, where he bounced from job to job, cared for his young son, and struggled with his marriage. In the winter of 2015, John Eric got a phone call. It was his brother. And he was like, 
this is one of the most beautiful places in the world and you need to come and visit me. And I said, you know what? Yes, I'm going to come and visit you. And, and then he said, what would you like to do? And I said, I want to do something really, really challenging. I want to do something big, you know? And so he was like, what about if we climb half dome and we'll take the easiest route and, you know, I've been wanting to do that and it would be great for us. And, and I said, okay. John Eric started training at a local climbing gym. He practiced his knots, belay systems, got familiar with trad gear. And then he bought his plane ticket to California for June 2016. When he arrived at his brother's employee housing in Yosemite, they spent a day training and remembering how to climb together. The next evening, they laid out their gear, prepped a bunch of snacks, and set their alarms. The next morning, we woke up at the crack of dawn. It was, I think it was like uh, four or five in the morning. We drove to the trailhead and we started hiking. And um, very quickly, I realized that I was not prepared as much as I thought I was. John Eric and John Bloss set out to climb a popular 5-7 trad route called Snake Dyke on the southwest corner of Half Dome. The approach is notoriously long and arduous, and most climbers get lost at least a few times before they arrive at the base. I was struggling, like he was way ahead of me hiking, and I was just going, you know, behind. I was carrying uh, all the water, all the food. He was carrying all the trad gear and the rope, and I was just struggling with the weight and the you know the elevation and and just kind of running out of breath but I didn't stop and one of the most uh, impactful things about that trip was I will say the hike it was uh, where I was trying to find you know the strength and like where I had that realization of what I got myself into when you are hiking something that is, or doing something that is above your grade, you immediately, your mind tells you, eh, you can stop right now. You know, you can, you can quit. It's okay. You can just go back to the car and go back to your comfort zone and, you know, relax. And, you know, there's no shame on that. But in, in my case, there, there was, right? Like, this was the biggest thing I have kind of signed up for in voluntarily. And, um, and I needed to finish this. There was a drive behind it. And, um, you know, I was not just doing it for myself. I was doing it for my family. I was doing it for the things that I had left behind, for the things that I that I didn't accomplish before. And it, it was very emotional for me. John Eric and his brother finally made it to the base of the first pitch. They slid into their harnesses and racked up, waiting a few minutes for the group ahead of them to climb to the next belay before they started up the rock. Snake Dyke features eight pitches, plus seemingly endless third and fourth class slabs to the top of Half Dome. John Bloss led up the wall, and John Eric followed, cleaning gear as he climbed. It was really eye-opening. Once I kept looking at around me, and it just looked surreal, right? Like, it looked like I was just looking at a picture, even though I was right there. A few pitches up, the fatigue started to set in. While John Eric and his brother waited on a belay ledge for the group ahead of them to finish the next pitch, John Eric tried to replenish some energy. 
I had this like little caffeine pouch or whatever. So I just took the whole thing. And, and uh, even though with that, I was so tired that I actually fell asleep on while I was hanging on the, on the ledge and the guy next to me, there was a guy next to me that he had catch up with our team and was like, Hey, are you all right? Like, uh, are you okay? And I was just snorting and everything. I was just like, <laughs> so as soon as it was my time to, to climb, obviously I, I, I guess I did have a little power nap and, <laughs> and I was able to, to run it through, but I, I would say in every pitch, I was running a little bit out of gas, like closer to my next stop. John Blas kept leading and John Eric Blade munching on their snacks. Whenever, um, I catch up with him. He's like, hey, can you give me like X or Y? I can't really even remember what it was. And I was like, um, yeah, uh, I don't have it anymore. He's like, what happened? I was like, well, I ate it all. And I actually had put the trash in my pocket and like all of the liquids that they were like inside that pouch it was just like running out in my pants so he can see the stain he's like <laughs> he's like so mad at me for that despite their exhausted snack supply they did finally make it to the top of half dome breathing hard John Eric took a long look around. There was a lot of joy. There was a lot of emotions. I did uh, uh, cry because um, it made me reflect on on my life. It made me reflect on the things that I that I want to do once I get back. You know, the things that I want to work on myself. It just ignited that fire that I needed, and it was it was very emotional and very powerful. You know. As the brothers made their long descent down the Half Dome cables, John Eric couldn't stop beaming. I couldn't wait to tell my family what I had done, right? I couldn't wait to share with my friends. I couldn't wait to to talk about how much I had accomplished in just one day, right? Like I had something that I can finally say that I had finished, I had completed. After his trip to Yosemite, John Eric headed back to Florida. He sought out ways to spend more time outside, camping, hiking, climbing. Over the following years, he took more trips to climb in Yosemite, in Puerto Rico, and to hike in the Pacific Northwest. Eventually, he moved with his son to Seattle, where he began avidly hiking and mountaineering. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to find something that is going to help us to to deal with our troubles, with our with the things that we got ourselves into, and we have the strength to do it, right? Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small, but we can accomplish the things that we set for ourselves, but it's only going to require for you to take that first step, right? And then take the next step after that <laughs> and just continue. Thanks, John and Eric, for sharing your story. That was incredible. After the break, we'll hear from our community about all their incredible goals for the coming year. Stay tuned.
And support comes from Kuat Racks. They just released the Ibex, an overlanding truck bed rack that handles substantial loads both on and off the grid because being off the grid is dope. Constructed from lightweight yet durable aluminum, the black powder coat is made for all the nature you can throw at it. Available in six different frame sizes to accommodate most truck models, the Ibex is engineered for adventure with versatile full and half height configurations. For more details, visit kuat.com. Kuat, because you will absolutely love this bedrock and all the dope places you go. My first goal is to ski Boondoggle, which is probably going to be really hard, but also fun. I might have a few falls. And my second goal is to beat Dad in the finals. Like in ski races, running racing, bike racing, throwing races, lap racing, and good in good sportsmanship. Happy New Year! My goals this year are to do the first four gaps on Gravy Train in on my mountain bike. My second goal is to do a 360 on skis in the park and land it. One of my goals is to go on a river rafting trip with you all this year because we had one last year that we had to cancel because of the heat dome. But I think that that was probably a good idea. And then another one of my goals is to spend the first 30 days of the year stretching every day. And that leads into my third goal that I feel like I need to stretch and work on that because I want to try to run a mile as fast as I can. And we're gonna go to the track at one of the high schools and we get to run around it. So does somebody, somebody get help pace me? Yes, yes. me, 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 cause I got the watch. <laughs> well, I can do it too. We could all go, it'll be fun. Happy New Year! 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 Happy In 2022, I'd like to do a 1,000 mile unsupported ultra skate. I'm thinking about skating across the state of Montana. I keep hearing a lot of really good things about going to the Sun Road in Glacier National Park, and I'm really excited to check it out. I'd also like to start up a skating school here in Des Moines, Iowa. We recently opened the largest outdoor skate park in the U.S., and our skate scene is really flourishing. And finally, I'd like to do my best to write a book about the Midwest Ultra Skating Series that I completed in 2021. Having skated a collective 3,000-plus miles, climbing over 121,000 feet, and crossing seven state lines all on rollerblades was definitely a life-changing experience. And ultimately, I'd just like to continue crafting my skills as a rollerblader and doing my best to do good things in the world. My main goal for the year is to ride my bike from Jasper to Mexico on the Great Divide mountain bike route. I've walked across the US three times now and I'm excited to explore the Continental Divide at a faster pace and gain some new perspectives. It will be great to return to some of my favorite places with my husband. 
I hope to start climbing the Adirondacks high peaks. They are the closest mountain range to my home in Canada, but I haven't been able to visit at all due to border closures. Here's to more adventure opportunities opening up in 2022. Apart from that, I aim to spend as much time outside as possible. Um, I just want to try to be a better person. I want to trust others. I want to be patient with others and with myself and just try not to take myself so seriously. Really would like to get into trail running. I've hiked most of the tall peaks in the White Mountains and I think it's time to start running them. So I was one of those people that had to cancel a big wedding in 2020. And even though we had an awesome elopement in Moab, we still haven't celebrated with friends and extended family. So my first goal for 2022 is to find a way to finally safely gather with loved ones. I started grad school a few months ago and it's been totally crazy. So my second goal is to prioritize finding more time outside, even if it's just in little moments between class. And my third goal is to spend more time exploring all the outdoor gems of the Bay Area with new friends. Brophy Native American Club is most definitely doing the run for Oak Flat again, but this year with a twist. Yeah, me and Mr. Davis are doing a 50 mile race against each other. It's definitely gonna hurt, but I got Aiden's number on this one. He's not going to win, he is too old. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see me win. I'd like to begin to see my life more like a canvas, adding elements to it that make it more beautiful, leaving some corners untouched, empty with white space. I want to see things like an artist does and solve problems more creatively. And I want to live a life worth emulating. I want to be a role model for young women, especially by acknowledging that I am good and strong enough just as I am, and by fully recognizing the value and worth of my work and intentions. In 2022, I'm looking forward to doing some settling. I want to explore my new Colorado home and make connections here while maintaining my faraway friends that I love so dearly. I hope to keep exchanging increasingly absurd outdoor challenges with Emmy and to organize a meetup with all of the Shanana girls from our Snail Mail Stoke episode. Additionally, for the past few years, I have done some symbolic activity to mark another lap for me around the sun. I ran a marathon, aka 26.2 miles, for my 26th birthday, hiked a 27-mile loop for my 27th, and climbed peak number 28 on my New Hampshire 4,000 footers list to ring in 20 great. I am now taking suggestions on what to do for 29. I want to run that half marathon I've been telling myself I would do for so many years. I want to plan a paddleboard adventure with my partner. I want to do a multi-day bike ride or bike packing trip, including a gravel ride around Flagstaff Lake, Maine. Also, I want to make more time for the people who really matter to me, disconnecting from social media, and I want to expand on uh, my watercolor skills, which really brings me so much joy and I just don't make enough time for it. So those are my personal ones. Also want to keep doing my challenges with Andy and really push myself. So excited for an awesome year to come. In 2022, one of my goals is to train for and finally run my first ultra marathon. And another of my goals is to finish my master's degree in fire ecology. In 2022, 
I want to become more flexible. Specifically, I'm hoping to increase my hip flexibility by about 15 degrees. This winter, I plan to complete the training to become a wilderness EMT. I know that shenanigans challenges will continue between Fiona and me. One of the gifts of this tradition has been hearing from our friends who've embarked on challenges of their own. So this year, Fiona and I want to shake things up a bit. Our goal is to step up our shenanigans game. By challenging the other shenanigans to a group challenge. Look out, Emmy and Andy. I'd like to hike the same trail multiple times in multiple seasons and conditions. And this is just like some mundane, boring connector trail, like one you'd use on approach or something. I think it'd be really cool to really know a place and not just be about peak bagging, summit beers, and all the glory. I'm going to learn the many different cultural histories, names, and narratives to many familiar and new constellations and how to navigate by them at night. I'm going to teach all the mouth breathers in my life about nose breathing, because together we can normalize breath work. Goal number one, spend more nights outdoors. I own all the technical kit, the tent, the mat, the sleeping bag, the stove, the cute little pots and pans that fold in on each other. I own a spork. The problem is I also own a house. And this fact, coupled with COVID restrictions and lockdowns and work, has meant that I've become more habituated to spending my nights indoors. But nothing sends a tingle of adventure down my spine more than donning a head torch, setting up camp at dusk and eating rehydrated pasta. So I would like to be able to experience that sense of wildness and exposure more that you get from a night under the stars. Goal number two, I live in Haute-Savoie in France. I own a book called Haute-Savoie à pied, 54 hikes in the area. Despite owning this book for two years, I have completed 16 of these hikes. While not being able to push it to 54, highly unlikely, I would like to maybe get to 30 in order to mm, reclaim a sense of self-respect, but also uncover a lot more of the history and the environment of the area that's off the beaten track. Goal number three. My next door neighbor is a spectacular gardener. He can grow any vegetable you can think of. My garden is where vegetables go to die. My intention for next year is to convince this wonderful French man that he would like to take me under his wing and teach me how to grow vegetables that are then edible. In 2022, my number one goal is to push myself further and further from my comfort zone and to force myself to face the dual threats of failure and disappointment head on, steadfast in the belief that I have the perseverance, the will, and most importantly, the self-deprecating humor to move past them. Now that I've purchased my first kayak, I would like to spend 2022 exploring the many waterways in the Southeast and specifically the Chattanooga area. I would like to find more meaningful ways to spend my breaks while working from home in 2022. I've been working from home for almost two years now, and I've learned how important it is to step away from your computer and do things offline throughout the day. 
I'm gonna challenge myself to be more creative with my cooking. I wanna cook more recipes that require more ingredients, more time, and more skill. Last year, a place I cared about a lot completely burnt. The year before it burnt, I had recorded 45 minutes of audio there with the wind blowing through the green aspen leaves and out across the grass meadow, and it just sounded so nice. So my goal this year is to capture and preserve sound in more places that I love. Shift where I care. I'm trying to care less about what other people think and care more about the causes, people, and values I want to live by. Trend towards people, jobs, and places that feel nourishing. Be my own biggest fan. Support myself as I would support my best friend. Well, I guess I can check have a baby off my list. Um, I guess the first order of business is to learn how to use cloth diapers. My goodness, I'm just figuring out how to use the disposable kind and I want to stop doing that as soon as possible but um, I certainly have my hands full no pun intended we've got this brand new film Fly Monarca that just came out I want to you're all right I want to take it on tour uh, COVID pending uh, US and Canada so if you hear about that coming through your town definitely come out say hi and oh yeah I want to plant milkweed the monarch population is coming back strong thanks to good people like you and I planting milkweed so planting some milkweed. Yeah, just figuring out what, you know, being a dad is all about. This feels like it will definitely be the biggest adventure I've ever set out on. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so looking forward to it. My personal goal is to finish writing and then self-publish two books. My developmental goal is to continue healing. I've recently found a therapist that I connect really well with and this year, I'm going to really focus in on continuing repairing some of my damages. With that, I plan on spending more time on my meditation and yoga practice and exercising regularly for a whole health type of approach to my emotional care. My service goal, and this is a pretty epic goal, is an idea I've been kicking around for a while. A combat veteran myself, I'd like to start a nonprofit that takes veterans on multi-day camping and climbing trips here in Wisconsin. The goal is to make it completely accessible and cost-free to veterans, so I'd cover food, transportation, gear, or anything else they needed, and I'd work with them to make it happen on their schedule. So I really believe this is something I could get up and get going. I want to plan an adventure. Um, it feels like it's been a couple of years since I've had like a true backcountry adventure. My second goal is to learn a new skill. I have this nice camera I don't know how to use. I've wanted to learn how to fly fish for like three years. I also want to learn how to pack craft. I love that feeling of starting from the bottom and then slowly but surely becoming proficient at something. And my third goal is I want to get my niece and nephews out on a backpacking trip. I want to make a plan to get them out there overnight, sleep under the stars, cook on our little stove, and 
just kind of spend some time together. My big idea for this year is a victory lap for conservation winds that protect indigenous sacred sites. A pack rafting trip across the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, a bike packing trip around Bears Ears, when we get the Save Oak Flat Act passed, gonna have to do an ultra run and do an epic climbing trip to celebrate. This is Cordelia. Something I didn't get to mention in the Oak Flat episode last summer was that Cooper Davis, whose goals you just heard, has a fantastic country cowboy singing voice. And I would like to make an additional goal for Cooper this year to record himself singing an entire country song and send it to me. Please and thank you. My goals for 2022. One, I want to start every day by stepping out of my front door. It sounds simple, and it is, but I think it's important. I want to roll out of bed and in whatever I'm wearing, no jacket or anything, just get out the door for a minute and breathe fresh air. Feel the temperature, smell the trees. Even if it's just for a minute, I want to start my days by connecting to the environment. And my second goal is for every reason I find to despair about climate change and the fragile state of our world, I want to also find a reason to hope. I want to counteract each negative thought about the future with a positive thought, because sometimes it can really feel like all doom and gloom, but the truth is there's a lot of incredible stuff happening in the world too, and I want to remember that. want to carve out a few hours a week to volunteer at the local food bank in the university district here in Seattle that's right near our office. Um, you know, it's, it's a real problem, homelessness and hunger where we live. And on a day-to-day, I just like, man, I do not know what the heck to do about it. And I felt like this, in a weird way, was just one of those ways of, of saying I care to my community and doing that. So that's one of my goals. I just want to make sure that once a week I do something that leaves me exhausted and it can be anything as long as it's outdoors um, where I truly like come back and I'm annihilated and can't really you know don't want to do anything besides sit down because that feeling is just so good and I really appreciate it no matter whether it comes from you know running around Seattle on a bright sunny afternoon or you know skiing in the mountains or doing a big climb either or it's fine i don't care how i get there i just love moving my body outside i'd like to call my grandparents more frequently because i don't get to talk to them enough i'd also like to stretch daily because i'm getting older and my body doesn't work anymore (laughs) um i'd also like to spend 20 minutes a day working on my mental health whether that's things like meditating going for a walk listening to music or just practicing self-compassion. I have three goals for this year. The first is to have a glass half full mindset daily, or at least try to. Um, The second is to make more things with my hands. And the third is to be more open to changing gears, um, to try to stop referring to how things were and to consider more how things are going to be um, now and in the future.
I want to tell stories that make people laugh and think because laughter is the soundtrack to a happy life and, well, we all benefit from using our noodles. I'm getting married this year, so I really want to focus on the little but not so little things, like communication and quality time outside, things that'll help us build our home together. And I really just want to have like the sweatiest, most kick-ass, dance-partiest, giggle and love-festiest wedding of all time. It should be noted that I am stupidly head over heels in love with my almost a wife. And I hereby openly challenge Fitzcahal for the title of Most Handsome Voice in All of Outdoorsy Podcastery. I'm coming for you, Fitz. I am a-coming for you. Thanks to everyone who shared your awesome goals with us this year. You keep us all stoked, seriously. Music today from Bradley Carter, Cloud9, Publish the Quest, John Barry, Ken Christensen, and Brendan O'Connell. The tracks are courtesy of the artists of Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You can find links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars with additional production help from Ashley Langholtz and Becca Cahal. Illustration by Walker Cahal, graphics by Anya Miller. Becca Cahal is our executive producer, and I am Fitz Cahal. You've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. Dirtbag Diaries.